Skin and Sass, the podcast talking all things skin to the side of sass. Proudly brought to you by KGA Body. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 7 of Skin and Sass. And this episode is what does your skin need? So I'm Andy Paulson and I have with me Kelly George. Hello Hi. guys. <laughs> and we're skin and sass, of course. So what's your skin need? Now, this came about, I guess, because we've been doing quite a few listener questions recently and we absolutely love getting your listener questions. You know, questions we get around products advertised on social media or products that you see in Priceline or the pharmacy. What's the difference between active skincare, which you buy from a registered nurse or a doctor or a skin uh, care specialist in a clinic versus what you see on the shelf for your local price line? Because, you know, we have questions about, oh, what do you think about the ordinary? Or what do you think about this skincare patch that I've seen advertised on Facebook? And generally, I think once we cover off the difference between active skincare and everything else hopefully that'll help you understand why in general the stuff you see that is you know ten dollars advertised on facebook or you see it on the shelf at priceline generally not going to be proper active Mm. skincare right kelly yeah correct yeah so i guess look keeping it super simple is the difference is that active skincare, it uses specific medical medical grade products or ingredients that have been clinically proven to work at a cellular level. So they're very active in terms of doing what we want them to do dependent on your specific skincare need. And I think it was really important before when you mentioned registered nurse and doctors. Um, so the type of, of active medical grade products that I sell, you can't sell unless you are a registered nurse or a doctor. So unless it's a clinic that's run by a medical professional, um, you can't get those, they're called MD products and they're the medical grade versions of products because some active products even have even higher quality active ingredients in them. So they have to be prescribed by a nurse or a doctor. And when we say prescribed, we don't necessarily mean, you know, you have to come in and we'll give you a piece of paper and it's like a you know, a script for antibiotics. It's We say prescribed in the sense that, you know, we assess what you need and then we give you a product and then we work with you as your skin adjusts to it to make sure that it's right. A, working well and B, that you're not sensitized to that product or that you're not going to become sensitized to that product, which then down the line will create further problems. Um, so, you know, I guess everything we talk about here when we're talking about active skincare it is completely different to anything you would be able to buy at a chemist or Coles or Woolworths. Yeah, because they're just not allowed to sell active skincare that has the ingredients which are powerful enough to see real Correct. Change. And also active ingredients can be formulated differently. So you might find something that says it has vitamin C in it, let's just say, for example. But the quality of vitamin C in that versus the quality of vitamin C in a proper medical grade product is chalk and cheese essentially they're not the same they won't impact the skin in the same way and in fact quite often you know a poor quality vitamin c is useless from from day one from the minute you open up the packet because it oxidizes as soon as it meets air so you know you you perceive these things to be 
So people could be doing more harm than good for their skin. And I think that is where, that's the point we really want to get across today is that um, we're not saying don't go and buy those products, but if you're expecting them to do what proper active skincare does, you might be disappointed. And I think it is very confusing as a consumer because you see so many products on the shelves at a pharmacy or a supermarket that say things like hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, retinol even. And sure, like you say, maybe they do have some of those things, but they either have it in a small concentration or the quality is there. Like they don't, they just don't have as many regulations right around stuff that they're selling on the shelves there for sure i mean the fact that retinol can cause birth defects the fact that it's being sold they're saying something's got retinol in it it's going to be the most minuscule amount of retinol possible if you're buying it from a shelf at a chemist because that would be dangerous that would actually genuinely be dangerous so it would be just minuscule amounts just enough for them to be able to put the buzzword on there so people think they're buying a great product yes i guess put it into context like it's the difference between what you buy on a supermarket shelf or a pharmacy shelf in terms of medication so pain relief or um you know steroid cream If, if anyone that's listening that's had any form of eczema you know you can get a very very mild steroid over the counter without a prescription. However, if you want anything more powerful, you have to get a prescription or you have to ask the pharmacist for what's behind the counter. So it's kind of the same thing with skincare, right? If you want um, high quality skincare with, you know, the right concentration of actives, often you do have to seek professional advice and go to a clinic. Yeah, that's right. And I guess the other good tip is, you know, when you're talking about things for your skin, if you're you're following a brand on social media or something like that, and they've just got 4,000 gazillion things that they want you to use and (laughs) six steps in the morning and, you know, another seven at night or something like that. You know, when I'm prescribing things for people, it's one or two key ingredients that their skin needs. This obviously, in addition to sunscreen, that is definitely always an extra (laughs) step. (laughs) But... (laughs) But, you know, I'm not telling you to use six different things okay. because you you actually only need one or two one things or two. depending on what your skin is doing. And I think you, sometimes you do have to experiment a bit. Is that a vitamin C? Is that um, something else, antioxidant-based? Um, but you do probably get to the point where you figure out what your skin needs. What are those key ingredients? So, like... Obviously, everybody's skin is different. Some people have dry skin, others have acne-prone skin. But Kelly, in general, on top of maybe a cleanser and a sunscreen, what are the one or two key active ingredients which the majority of your clients see like the most benefit from? Uh, so glycolic acid, for sure, as just a basic cleanser, yeah. because that does so many different things. So it does help with pigmentation a little bit. It 100% helps with breakouts particularly hormonal breakouts it helps them sort of come and go more quickly aren't they um, <laughs> yeah. on my chin at the moment i think you always get them in the same place yeah that well that's thing? yeah that is a thing yes oh. <laughs> that's oh. normal oh. why um and you know as they progress with age obviously we'll add a retinol although you know yeah. if you're really into prevention then retinol can start as early as you would like it to mm. um and vitamin C, I look, I love it for those who really struggle with melasma, but uh, it's not entirely necessary for 
someone in maybe in their 20s because okay. it does tend to it does tend to kind of impact those hormonal breakouts a little bit so okay. you know again that's why you want to talk to someone who knows what they're doing rather than just going oh everyone says vitamin c's yeah. good or everyone says this good but it, is it good for your skin and that's yeah. i guess comes back to that prescription for you specifically yeah so it sounds like glycolic acid is good for everyone because it's a chemical exfoliant yep. and it can be found in a lot of cleanses like the your favorite the dan marini bioglycolic correct. yes which i just bought my hobby and i'm so excited for him to start using it me too me too oh it's gonna be great i think for anyone that has any little breakouts or history of acne and adult acne which we're gonna get to in a minute um yeah glycolic acid is awesome the bomb yeah but you know if you if you're sensitive to glycolic acid then you can go some salicylic acid you know there are just there are some good acids that basically their role is to turn skin cells over and aging the aging process is uh, the fact that skin cells start to slow down in terms of their turnover. So you start to get that kind of dull buildup of dead cells on your skin. So any kind of acid is going to help turn them over. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that will help with, as we just said, breakouts, pigmentation, things like that. So in terms of just nice, glowing, healthy skin, glycolic, salicylic, one of those. Yeah, so if you're young, you know, I think number one priority is aside from sunscreen and preventing aging is maybe the glycolic acid cleanser. And then for those older patients who, or for even sure. just, you know, younger patients who are concerned about pigments, vitamin C and retinol are going to be game changers. Uh, and actually quite essential, really, yeah. if okay. you're talking about pigment. Yeah. We touched on, you touched on there a few skin concerns. So let's start with adult acne. Now, why is this a thing? (laughs) Yeah, adult acne. (sighs) This seems unfair, particularly for those people who went through it as a teenager. Like, come on. Seems really unfair. Or although those who didn't go through it as a teenager tend to be like traumatized by it as adults because they're like, why is this happening now? No, look, obviously there's always going to be some hormonal issues at play with women throughout their ages. So, you know, when I'm talking about generalized adult acne, I, I need to differentiate between maybe women who are going through some serious hormonal things because that's a different sort of kettle of fish. But, you know, that sort of standard adult acne and when I, it's usually in the late 20s, early 30s, it starts to occur. And the reason it occurs is quite simply, it's quite simple from a scientific point of view. So you're at that age where your skin cell is actually starting to uh, slow right down. Your skin cell cycle is starting to slow right down. So what I mean by that is kids, their cells are turning over every sort of couple of days. So they've got beautiful, bright, glowing, luminous skin. By the time... Oh, I'm constantly looking at my kids' skin. Like, oh, I know. Oh, your skin is so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Um, and then... By the time you're in your 30s, it slows down to about potentially six weeks if you're not doing anything to try and accelerate that cell cycle. So, you know, you can imagine if you've got dead cells sort of sitting on the surface for six weeks, not only are you going to get that dullness, but if you're still young enough to be overproducing sebum or and those oils in your skin, and people in their 20s and 30s are, or as a woman, you might have some sort of hormonal thing happening in the background, which is creating that extra production of sebum. So yeah. you've, you've got sort of oily skin that's getting stuck underneath dry, dead skin cells. And so it becomes pimples, basically. So you get that sort of bumpy, congested pimply but lumpy kind of look to your face that oh, you know can be hidden delightful. pretty well with makeup but it, under but it, makeup but 
you yeah, can, can, but in certain it, lights, it yeah. kind of makes it look worse because, yeah. you know, you can see all the lumps and bumps. So It's interesting, isn't it? You see those celebrity photos and they say, like, you know, with with airbrushing and without, and you can clearly mm. see, like, even someone like Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Get a photo of her without the airbrushing. So, you know, she's live on camera or yeah. something. If you zoom in and you can find these pictures, Google on the internet, um, her skin's not great. Yeah. She does have adult acne and she covers it with makeup and with airbrushing. But, yeah, I mean, mm. who wants to do that every day? No, Would you rather just not have me. great skin? Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, and I, yes. yes please. <laughs> um, so in terms of what we do, uh, okay, yeah, so... what can we do? If, if a, Tell us, what do you do? Yeah, if a client walks into my room and is like, and that's their problem, we will put them on the bioglycolic cleanser Um the age intervention peptide extreme because it is a lovely lightweight hydrating oh, moisture like please remember babe. that even if you're overproducing sebum you still need to use a moisturizer i mean that's where everyone gets kind of really yeah. thrown at the idea of putting moisture on top of moisture but in actual fact you want to slow that overproduction of oil by giving right. your skin the nutrients that that it needs okay so we're turning cells yeah, over with that cleanser thing, isn't it? Mm. that paradox around you have acne or you have acne prone skin and therefore you're very nervous about and I think that's where a lot of these like oil free products and the gel based stuff which yeah I don't know how good it would be for your skin but clearly people are really nervous around putting something creamy on this correct face. and so I guess by just saying the word oil free again that's just about that marketing campaign isn't yeah, it it's just okay. about saying the words that people think they need to hear um, and then depending on the severity of the acne, we have two ways we'd go. We would either go a retinol, which will again, continue with that acceleration of cell cycle so that we make sure all the dead cells are going and we've got nice new skin coming through all the time. So even if you did get a hormonal breakout, it's going to, um, come and go really quickly rather than lingering on your skin and ending up scarring or discoloring the skin, which is become becomes a concern, particularly with teenagers too. You know, I, I have a lot of people bring in their kids um, who are teenagers and, and very concerned with the breakouts. And I sort of say, look, teen breakouts are something that's going to happen with boys. It's because they don't clean their face properly. And there's, there's no amount of, look, there's just no amount. Of, I've got two teenage boys, so there's no amount of nagging yeah. that's really going to get them to do it properly. Um, they're sweaty, they're dirty, they're grimy. And then with girls, I mean, the poor, poor, you know what it's like when you're a teenage girl, your yeah. hormones are out of control. So what we want to do is minimize the risk of scarring. So we want those cells nice and healthy. We want them turning over. We want to minimize things so that, yes, they're still going to get little breakouts, but they're not going to be big ac acne sort of cystic things. And, of course, you know, if we get to that point, we do probably then have to go and talk to a derm and think about some medication. Refer to a dermatologist. Yeah, For and sure. I mean, look, we're, we're talking about things that you can do without um, seeing the doctor, but obviously if you have a hormonal concern or if, you've got a teenager who's just not being able to get on top of their acne, then obviously get a referral to a dermatologist. But not being able to get on their acne after seeing someone like me is very different to not being able to get on top of their acne after using a bit of Clearasil. Because what I see yeah. truly, <laughs> yeah. what, yeah, I, okay. what I see yeah, far, yeah. Too, far too much of is they'll, 
they'll take them straight to the derm and a lot of derms will just put them straight on Roaccutane and they don't try anything medical grade first. And I have a bit of a process with teens where we actually work to get them off the Roaccutane. So we we start to minimise the dose of the Roaccutane and increase their medical grade products at home so we can get them to Mm. a point that they can then safely go off the Roaccutane because Roaccutane is really dangerous it's hardcore it's, right? hardcore. Yeah. it's yeah. you know they do have to be sun safe and teenagers don't listen to that you know they're out and about and they're at school some, yeah there's, there's some scary side effects as well yeah like, i mean depression issues. depression is a big yeah. big trigger with yeah. roaccutane and i mean in today's oh. world kids are depressed and it's it's awful and if you can they don't need any more challenges exactly right? they I don't mean, need anything we're, else we're trying to we're trying to treat a source of stress and not create more stress. Correct. So yeah, so please do if you've if you've got teenagers, please go and see someone who can sort of you know, do some experiments in that medical grade realm before yeah. you medicate because obviously some people will always need medication for sure, but if you can avoid it, it really is the best thing for your kids. Okay, so glycolic acid, retinol, there's obviously topical things we can do. You said there was another way you, you could treat. Yeah, and then there's yeah. actually well and this is what we use for our teenage um teenagers um there's something called duality which is a gem marini product and it is it's it's essentially half benzoyl peroxide with a little bit of retinol and half age intervention peptide extreme it's actually a dual pump it's a dual pump bottle and it comes out and you mix it together you can't put all those ingredients in one bottle because they again the chemicals but using them on the skin at the same time the kids start and and also adults who need this particular product who have have acne severe enough for it you start using it two nights a week for two weeks and then you go up to every night and generally by about the six week mark we can see a change so it's it's really really effective yeah and can you get that so you can get that in clinic can people buy that online on your website they can they just need to send us an email so we can send them um instructions Okay, all right, cool. And can you just tell me the name? So I'm not familiar with that duality. It's the that? age intervention duality. So a little wow, bit similar to the other cool. one. Yeah, so it's really, really good. So teenagers can use it, but also those who suffer from adult acne breakouts. Yeah, it's one of the best products out there. And, oh. and, and my clients who use it are just like obsessed with it because it really works. And when they when they run out or they, they think they don't need it anymore and they don't buy another one, they're back, yeah, they're back within okay. a few weeks going, oh my God, I need Quick. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad that there's, you know, clinically proven treatments that work for people yeah. when they need it. And yeah. I think that's the point of a lot of these episodes is, yeah, sure, you know, you can have a look at the gimmicky stuff that's out there, but if you're being able to just access it off a shelf at a supermarket or a pharmacy, probably not going to do that much. No, that's right. And so please just don't be like, oh, my God, I've tried everything and nothing works. Yeah, because um, you might have tried... <laughs> Crappy you've tried you've tried the wrong things basically you've tried the wrong things. Give, give, give something with evidence behind it a chance yeah um and you know by the time you invest in one decent active skincare product like you may have already spent more than that on the you know ten dollar crap on the shelf for the sure that's that's always the case for oh, sure don't yes bother. don't waste your time no so tell me you know you mentioned melasma before and melasma. i'm sorry i, I know i always because i say it weird i'm sorry i feel like i was actually listening to an episode the other day and i was like can you stop making fun of kelly about her melasma she's really <laughs> sensitive about it she probably like is really upset when i'm like 
making fun of her life. I'm sorry, George, just oh, for the record. Thank, oh, thank you. Because I know, I think it's not very nice of me to laugh about it. Oh, but it's... I, I just, it's, it's something that we talk about a lot, but it's a really, like, intense issue for people who have it because it's difficult to treat. It's a huge issue for so, so many women. Like, a lot of us have it. And, in fact, you know, a small percentage of men even have it too. Okay. Melasma is just one of those things that you will never fully get rid of until you go through menopause. Thanks. So then my skin shit then anyway. Thanks for that. Great. And I'm having hot flushes and night sweats. But my melasma's gone. Melasma's gone. Uh, Yeah, no. But, um... Yeah, it's a it's one of those just constant management type of issues. So, right. melasma okay. when melasma I talk, aside, is a bit different to normal is, pigmentation. It's a bit different to normal pigment. The melasma is hormonal pigment, so that is a bit more difficult to treat. Correct. So maybe we'll just talk about regular pigment, yeah. but not hormonally based. Yeah. Where mostly what from the sun or from sun damage? Sun damage. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So how do we treat pigmentation? What are the best ways? What are the options? So the best ways to treat pigmentation are consistent at-home skincare. So yes, you need a retinol yeah. for sure. You, you know, you need in-clinic treatments. So either so generally lasers, and they need to be yeah. good, high-quality, proper medical-grade devices. Right. So please, please, please be careful treating pigmentation with any kind of um, IPL machine at any mm-hmm. kind of beauty salon that isn't overseen by a doctor or a nurse. You know, you need the big medical grade ones and the reason you need that is because just in case you have a combination normal pigment plus melasma Mm. then then you're at high risk so if you treat melasma the way that you would treat normal pigmentation sun damage pigmentation then you can run into some serious serious long-term issues where you actually make the situation worse and obviously if you're being treated by someone who's not sort of a bit more medical grade, they may not mm. be able to differentiate between the normal pigmentation and the melasma pigmentation. Right. Um, and the other, like a lot of people have a bit of a combination of both. And a lot of the time, sometimes they can even be a little bit deceptive in terms of how it appears on the yeah, skin. Yeah, so how, how would you even know? I mean, I look at my skin and I have pigmentation. It's not super bad. Um, I have had lasers before and it helped a little bit maybe. Um but I do have areas that I, I wonder now if they are melasma. I mean, can a patient themselves tell the difference or do they really need to speak to a clinician? They do really need to speak to a clinician. I mean, there are telltale signs in terms of the areas that they form. They're more pa- okay. they're, they're larger patches versus like yeah. more freckly looking type things. Yeah. Um, but then there are always variations. So, you know, it's yeah. the type of thing that even still to this day, I mean, in the last 12 months, I've been doing a lot of clinical studies on melasma and learning. You, you can read something and learn something new every single time because it's mm. it's still pretty misunderstood in in the world, even though we all yeah. know what, as much as we do know, you know, there's yeah. still things that kind of can mess it up. And or, or you have a patient that you can you treat as melasma and up to date everyone else you've treated like that with melasma has worked really well and then you'll have one just non-responding patient and you're just back to the drawing board type thing so it's it's a constant learning process with melasma but back to just normal sun damage okay so obviously we live in australia there's sun damage all over the place lasers are the best way to treat that and peels so big proper transformation chemical peels will clean that up beautifully it's pretty easy to treat sun damage melasma 
And how, with those peels, obviously you have to go into a clinic to get one of those peels. Yes. Um, is there any downtime? Yes. Them? Yes. So depending, <laughs> depending on the Only peel. Only because I've seen your face peeling. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty. With the they're, they're actually pretty gross. Oh, you know what? I'll put it up on our um, social pages. I kind of like it though. Yeah, like it must. It looks like the most satisfying yeah. process. Kind of like, and it is. You know, all like popping a pimple. I mean, not that it's like bad when your skin's peeling after a you know a peel, but looking at it, it's just because the, it draws the pigment out, right? It draws so it, it out pigment, first, correct? Makes it darker, so your skin kind of comes up dark and patchy and then it starts to flake off yeah but but before (laughs) before it flakes it kind of looks like that sort of snake skin like it doesn't before it actually detaches it's it's tight and (laughs) (laughs) it is intense but yeah so look the downtime's anywhere between three and seven days depending on the intensity of the peel and those sorts of peels do need prep work so what i mean by that is you have to get your skin prepared for those intense ingredients for about six weeks in the lead up to it so we're we're actually almost in peel season because those types (laughs) i know those types of peels are done in the cooler months particularly in australia because we don't want to walk outside and get that heat in our like on our brand new skin um so yeah there's generally about three products that you need to prep with and you go hardcore and you kind of get your skin in this beautiful condition ready for the peel and then seven days later yeah your skin's like like a baby's bum it's the best thing ever we were talking about so george kevin and i were talking about how we're all we're gonna go away yes for a holiday and we're gonna go first we'll we'll stop off in tamworth and kelly's clinic and get our peels and then we're gonna go somewhere up in the mountains somewhere cold and we can just like (laughs) shed our skin (laughs) yes i love it (laughs) that's weird but hey look so in terms of understanding that there is downtime yeah say someone's listening and they think oh i've got all this stubborn pigment and i've tried things and i really like to try appeal easter holidays coming up school holidays yeah these are the times people so i reckon you know it's again comes back to treatment planning understanding that some things are ongoing other things you will need some downtime for mm-hmm. so i think we need to remind people that it's peel season it's peel season <laughs> the, the june long weekend is a good one because then you get three oh, days and so you've only kind of got to take a day I on like, either side yeah i would all like the skin and staff listeners like <laughs> walking around taking selfies during peel season like let's yes. just be proud peelers Can yeah we, we should let's run a competition yeah. the the worst yeah. peel picture <laughs> no but like yeah best worst. best worst yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like the more you peel and the more that pigment comes up, right, the better the results yes, are going to be. Yes, yes. But just my tip, my tip for anyone who's having a peel who doesn't get treated by me, here's my tip. Do not actually peel the skin. You have to get little scissors oh. and cut the flaps. <gasps> cut the flaps, people. <laughs> oh, that is so gross. You're making it sound so much scarier than it is. Too. Yeah, all right. Sorry. It's it, But... These are important things because if you actually yeah, peel okay. before it's ready oh, to peel, you can, you you can, can cause inflammation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when you get those annoying bits of skin next to your nails and you really want to yes. like pull it off, like when you get a dry yes. and beautiful. Yes. And every time I pull it off, I get like, seriously, my finger swells up and it's like infected for a week. But it doesn't stop me from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might, it might if it was your face getting infected for a week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yes. Put that to one side for a minute. And look, obviously, 
any pigment which is sun damage related mm-hmm. can and should be prevented by sunscreen. sunscreen. <laughs> Uh, And we do bang on about this a lot. But I think regardless of whether you feel that your skin is, oh, you know, my skin's already sun damaged, so who cares? Or, you know, the damage is already done. No, it can get worse. Yeah. start today using sunscreen because it can get worse. I know. It's like, what if you had to stop 10 years ago? How would you look? So why would you go and fast forward another 10 years without wearing sunscreen? Oh, Yeah. And please, if you're going to use retinol and vitamin C and get lasers and do a peel, wear sunscreen yeah because yeah i mean otherwise it's a bit of a waste of time it kind of is i mean yeah if you if you tell me you've only got a hundred dollars to spend i'm going to send you out with some sunscreen because there's no point in getting the other stuff yeah yeah Yeah. okay cool and it can be a chemical sunscreen it can be a physical sunscreen Mm -hmm. are either one um more suitable for different skin types yes so physical sunscreen guys is the most important one for melasma so please if you have melasma or even suspect you have melasma and a good way to suspect you have melasma is if you've ever spent a day out in the sun or by the pool or at the beach or just even just a barbecue in the backyard or something like that and you had a hat on, you had sunscreen on, and then when you went in at later that afternoon, you noticed that there were pa- the brown patches on your skin got worse for mm-hmm. some reason, and you're like, oh, my God, I was being good. Why did this happen? Um, it's highly likely that that's melasma. And the reason that happened yeah. is because chemical sunscreens will interact with the cells and actually cause that um, pigmented skin or those pigmented cells to darken. So you need a physical sunscreen, which is like a zinc-based sunscreen, because it actually provides a physical barrier between your skin and the sun versus a chemical-based one. Yeah, for that, if you just go and get invisible zinc, I'm, I'm happy. Please, just go to the supermarket and get a physical sunscreen. Yeah, yeah, do. And, I mean, days at the beach and things like that, it's okay to wear those thicker sunscreen. I feel yeah. I feel that when non-compliance creeps in, correct. Yeah. And so that's why, I mean, you would, you'll would you spend $70 on a, you know, a foundation, spend the same amount yeah. of money on a good physical sunscreen that has a tint Ooh. in it, and you won't really need. And that reminds me. Yes. What about people that say, oh, but there's SPF in my foundation? Mm-hmm. Is that not enough, right? <laughs> it's not enough, no. There's just not enough. And also, do you know if it's a chemical SPF or, or a physical? Like, what do you even, and what even is it? And usually it's only like 15 plus, right? Oh, yeah. And I've like, never seen one know, that's more than 15 plus in a makeup, no. Uh, because otherwise yeah. it would change the consistency of the makeup and then the makeup wouldn't right. be very nice, would it? So, okay, yeah, gotcha. so it's it's generally not enough, no. Okay. And we really like the sun, physical sunscreens. We really like, we love the revision in shade. Yes. Um, I quite like uh, ultraviolet. That's another brand. I know not everyone loves it, but I, it seems to work quite nicely for my skin if I run out of the shade or the Jan Marini. Uh, so yeah, find, have a, have a look around and find one that suits your skin, but the higher quality medical grade ones sometimes have things like antioxidants yeah correct as well like yeah. the Jan Marini one as a beautiful antioxidant so yeah which you know, there's, there's a two for one yeah because because the antioxidants are actually really good at helping prevent pigmentation so yeah. it's about sort of keeping those cells healthy and preventing inflammation so you're not just preventing actual burning of the skin you're helping your skin along the way so yeah yeah the other concern I think that people generally get marketed to mm-hmm. particularly these facebook products is the whole fine lines and wrinkles mm. so people are kind of willing to try 
anything which talks about preventing wrinkles or fine lines. We did talk a bit about this a couple of weeks ago as well, that people have been trying all sorts of things for thousands of years mm-hmm. to look their best and look <laughs> young and prevent the signs of age. The slabs of meat. <laughs> uh, slabs of meat, goat's milk. I mean, that's not so weird. But no. I saw a product recently advertised. I sent you a screenshot. I can't remember what it was called, but it had flecks of 24 karat gold in it. Mm. <laughs> and it said it had all these like testimonials. Because I feel like if a product or a service has to sell itself purely on testimonials, I always worry. Yeah, those testimonials are fake for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, this product did for me what Botox can't. Oh. And it's like, I looked at the ingredients and it was like, um, oil like natural oils and like you know essential oils and just you know, kiwi juice and stuff yeah. <laughs> what how is what? this gonna do anything how dirty liars <laughs> what does it do that the other thing can't do like that's what is confusing well it's got 24 karat gold and somehow they were still selling it for like 29.95 wow 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 all that crap aside let's discuss what can people do okay so i think the approach is obviously a bit different but 20s 30s maybe 40s how do people set themselves up to be looking their best and prevent you know those deep set frown lines yeah well look it's exactly what we've just been speaking about so 20s get yourself a good glycolic based or salicylic based cleanser turn those cells over keep that acceleration of cells nice and like keep it fast you know that's what that's the number one thing you need to do sunscreen obviously people sunscreen 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 like just sunscreen and if it's physical bonus points (laughs) exactly (laughs) but if it's not i don't care just sunscreen um and stop baking please but um retinol guys like in terms of number one preventative thing for your skin at any single age is retinol and you're never too old for retinol you're never too young for retinol the only time you can't use retinol is if you're pregnant or breastfeeding so please get yourself some retinol Uh, and don't use it once every three weeks and expect it to work correct that's what i used to do i was like it doesn't work telling try this But, and, but be patient with it too because, yes, yeah. it will make your skin a bit dry and, yes, it will, you know, make you maybe even make you a bit oily then for a little while. Like you're going to go through some ups and downs with it for sure. Um, while your skin kind of acclimatizes to it. And then it's like, yeah. Then it's like liquid gold Elix- for your face. The elixir of youth. Yes, it is. Trust and us. you ask any <laughs> single nurse, doctor in this industry, derm, they're going to tell you that retinol is the fountain of youth when it comes to yeah. a product that you can put on your face, for sure. All right. Cool. Okay. And, um, and in terms of the quality and the strength of the retinol, you need to see, yes. you need to go into a clinic which has a doctor or a nurse. Yes, please. And then obviously anti-wrinkle injections, if you get to the point where, Yeah, you know, for sure. Oh, and look, if we're talking things in the clinic, you cannot go, you cannot go past you know, in your 20s, one, at least one microneedling with PRP a year. In your 30s, two. In your 40s, three. Produce new collagen, turn cells over, keep that skin thick and healthy. And, you know, if you're not wanting to go down the injectable path, which a lot of people don't, and that's absolutely yeah, fine, that's fine, the things that you can do to your skin that keep it beautiful and healthy and glowing and just give you that natural kind of gorgeousness um gorgeousness i mean this is what the celebs are having on the side and that's the things that they you know so they admit to the celebs 
stuff like the PRP, the vampire yeah. facials, the yeah. microneedling, right? They kind yeah. of feel like in terms of perception that's okay. Correct. Because it's not, not a drug. Yeah, so they can stand there and say, I don't have injectables, but they're having, you know, weekly microneedling so that there's oh, oh, you know you wouldn't but month monthly you know <laughs> they've got so much collagen yeah. being produced it's not funny Far but like out. but there's yeah. but they're pretending that that's like I'm just aging gracefully and I just look wow. amazing you know so yeah so you want to up those microneedlings with PRP and please have them with PRP okay do not go somewhere that offers microneedling without the PRP it's stupid it's a waste of money just don't do it What's PRP? So the platelet-rich plasma. So that's where we take your blood, spin it down, and pull your plasma out. That plasma is what helps your skin heal. The platelets is what creates the collagen. So yes, without it, you'll get some trauma to the skin and therefore some healing of the skin. But by using the PRP, it's about 80% more effective than anything you'll get with just a needling, a needling device. And let's just quickly touch on the at-home micro... Rollers. Because I have seen injectors, clinic owners advertising mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. microdermal rollers. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, it makes me sick because that's that ethical line between what? like wanting to just make money and yeah. wanting the best for their actual patients. So, you know, just because they are a doctor or nurse doesn't mean they're ethical, which is which is hard, but. You know. <laughs> oh, I know, and most people are, and I was actually quite surprised when I saw this. Some of them. Advertising it. I, I know. Like, oh, okay. I know. It's bizarre. And I see, like, you know, reputable injectors, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, stop. So stop. Please, please do not um, put inject or needle or do anything with your face at home. Uh, I don't even, <laughs> I keep thinking about your, your poor mum. <laughs> when she your, your um, little milia. The little milia is like a little white pimple. Still um, have the still have the uh, hole, people. Still has a hole. And I Thanks, swear Mom. I just oh, <laughs> just don't do it. Don't stick so, yeah. needles in your face. Yeah, so basically you need you need the professional to be able to control the amount of trauma that's being created. And without that oh, professional, and, it's dangerous. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, is it clean? Are you introducing bacteria into your skin? Like, just stop. Um, you've got a great oh, question this week, Kelly, which I think fits perfectly. question was, should I use hydroquinone for my pigment? Mm. Yeah, I'm really glad that this question was asked. And in fact, I actually had a patient come in and and she said she'd just been on the Gold Coast and she'd walked past a clinic in one of the um, shopping shopping centres (laughs) and she bought some and she's like, and I'm seeing really good results. I'm like, yeah, okay, let me explain hydroquinone to you. So I do not stock it and I do not recommend it um, and I'll get to why. So first of all, if you take one thing away from this conversation about hydroquinone is that it should only ever be prescribed by a dermatologist and it needs to be monitored very, very carefully. But what it is, it's a skin lightening agent. It's basically a bleaching agent for skin. So it will bleach your skin. So yes, it can be very helpful when treating pigmentation and specifically melasma. So a lot of patients who have suffered with melasma for many, many years will really jump on this product and be very excited to try it. But unfortunately, it's the benefits are very short-lived, um, often just temporary. Oh, really? And unfortunately, the, the potential for negative or adverse results uh, far outweigh the benefits. So 
because it bleaches the skin, yeah. it doesn't just lighten the pigmentation, it lightens all the it skin. It lightens everything. So say you put it on a, some healthy skin, well, not that melasma is unhealthy, but yeah. like normal, non-affected by pigment. Yeah then it's going to it's going to lighten yeah. that as well. Yeah, correct. Okay. And so, so I can see why that can go wrong. So often people who have melasma have a combination of hypo and hyperpigmentation. So oh, when you have yeah. sort of excessive sun trauma in your early years, like even if you just got sunburnt once when you're a kid or something like that, um, you can get hypopigmentation. So that's where your skin lightens more than the healthy cells and you've also got the darkening more than the normal cells. So so that hypopigmentation can it can really take and so you can end up with these white patches that then you can never treat again right okay but that's like that for life right like completely correct any pigment from that part of the skin but the darker cells the the pigment that you've actually treated won't stay lightened forever so it will return to that darkened state but the bits that you've bleached will stay white so in actual fact that contrast of discoloration will be worse worse. down the track there is a fine line between kind of balancing it so they often say don't ever use it for more than a few months and then you've got to stop but it all creep it'll all creep back but if it but if it's temporary i don't understand the appeal yeah so it's so it's always temporary it's always dangerous and yeah the the fact that it's going to come back and now, but you've actually risked the other things that can go wrong. One of the other things that can go wrong is uh, you actually develop purple patches on the skin that will never go away as well. Yeah, oh really dangerous. Okay. It's a really dangerous drug. There's okay. also a whole bunch of other bits and pieces that go along. And, you know, it is used effectively in some cases. It's a bit of an outdated drug realistically okay. because there are many more things that work long term much more effectively without all the sort of okay. side effects and the risks. So it's, an, it's a no from Kelly. It's a no from me, people. Please don't do it. It's, it's very, no very Kelly. dangerous. Um, hey, another reason to wear sunscreen on your body as yes. well as your face. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, KGA body was developed specifically for sun damage on the body as well. So step two, which has a retinol yes, in it. A retinol for the body. Because I, I was in my teens a sunbaker. I loved the sun, you know, yeah. and I have pigmentation. I actually have melasma on my decolletage, which is a rare spot to have it. Um, oh. But, yeah, there's a patch on my um, chest that is quite pigmented right now um it's going through a bit of a phase and i'm i'm sort of frantically trying to treat it and i'm using vitamin c and obviously kga body and all sorts of stuff on it um but it does need some laser treatments as well so you know you do need to be careful of your body guys because i know when you're younger you're like oh yeah i'm never gonna get old but then eventually you get old and your skin it's sad like it's upsetting to feel so young and youthful inside then look at your body and go oh how did that happen yeah yeah so look i mean you can do what what Andy does and get yourself a spray tan. I have the worst spray tan ever this week. I was showing George before. <laughs> Let's go to the nail salon to get a I've spray got, tan. I, well, I've got my mediocre pole performance later on today, so I needed to be tan. <laughs> so now I'm doing my mediocre pole performance with my mediocre spray tan. Thank you very much. I know. I feel like I feel like it's a reality show that needs to happen, and I don't know why it hasn't. And probably we should. Oh, before, let's stop talking is, about it before someone steals our idea. Well, I, was, I was talking to Chili Rocks about yeah. it. Yeah. She was like, "Look, I mean, yeah, you don't, you can't, you know, you don't have any tricks, <laughs> but you're still, you're still very entertaining to watch on stage. So imagine if you did have some yeah. tricks." And I said, "Nah, Chili, don't need the tricks. We got a new concept. It's called Mediocre Pole. So as soon as you can." 
like more than I don't know, been around. Spin. Shit, you're, out, you're out of the competition. You don't qualify. You're too professional. I love it. Two products that I have actually spoken about in this episode, which is why I decided to do the 20% off. Bioglycolic cleanser. Yes. I know all my clients who listen to this will be like, thank you very much. Take my money. 20% off. 20% off. Um, So yes. And then uh, also the retinol. So for those of you who haven't used it before, please just put in the notes when you buy it online first time user and I will send you exactly how to use it and that's absolutely right. fine but yeah so awesome. another 20% off the Jamarini retinol as well so that's normally 150 and this week it's only 120 so never been a better time to start an amazing skincare regime for any age those two products will 100% get you there like yes okay so you can either buy the cleanser you can buy the retinol or you can buy both either way the code word is the same the code word is SAS S-A-S so two awesome products with 20% off so go to kellygeorgeaesthetics.com use the code word sass and from now until next tuesday you will be able to get those two products for a great great discount amazing wahoo get a month's bit now 30 minutes george i've got a very quick question for me i do it's quick it's easy and it's just a little random (laughs) okay all right. Fire away. Would you rather? Not There's not even an intro this week to like okay. get people like excited. <laughs> Would you rather be married to Paris Hilton or Charlie Sheen? Forgetting the fact that you're heterosexual. Paris Hilton or Charlie Sheen? <laughs> Take that out of it. Oh, gosh, that's tricky. I know. I mean, aside from the, the male-female thing. Yeah. But... You know, I would have automatically said Paris, but then I thought, gosh, she's annoying. <laughs> yeah, you got to be married to them. So, like, you got to live, you've got to so be there. She's so annoying. Like, I see videos and photos she posts of her new fiancé, and I think, poor guy. <laughs> she, she, she posts this stuff, and it's like she's made him pose in, like, a fairy tale unicorn meadow, and she's like, it's just the weirdest stuff she's very strange and let's not forget you'd be forced to use pro dna for the rest of your oh, life i mean there's glitter in it though right there is, is. The, one with the glitter yes okay. the one with the glitter so, and but she would have a really good wardrobe as well true not that we're the same size right we'd have mm. to get some alteration stuff shoes maybe <laughs> shoes though shoes. shoes i don't know i have giant feet I have to go- I have to Google what so steep she is. But Charlie Sheen, I mean, he's gross. Yeah. And he's like a bit of a I don't know. Because I think I think you'd be sharing like your life with a few prostitutes. Oh yeah, no. Okay, so, you know what? I'll just I'll just go with Paris. She's got some nice handbags. I'm into it. Okay. Sweet, sweet. She's got a pretty good inheritance too. You know, I think Charlie's That's probably true. like snorted all of yeah. his cash. So. <laughs> I almost did a um, kiss, shoot, marry for you. Oh, week. that's cute. Almost. Yeah. Let's so do one of them next week. week for both of us. Uh, we'll do one of those next week. All right. so my question for you is actually pretty simple as well. Okay. But it's a tricky one. Okay. So would you rather be... <laughs> <laughs> okay. 15 minutes late to everything for your whole life. So I'm talking like work. Oh. Like every no. time you, <laughs> no, 
like no. it's giving me anxiety already <laughs> or you gotta hand me your mobile phone you can never use your mobile phone again Ooh. you may, can maybe have like a nokia or something but you can't have your iphone <laughs> i'm going to give you my phone Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just feel like every day I'd be stressed. I would be so stressed on a daily basis. I would hate that. I would hate it. I know. I was trying to think, like, what is something you really hate? Like, if I'm running five minutes late for a client, I'm having, like, a, I'm sorry. And they're like, what are you talking about? I wait, like, three hours for the doctor. What are you, I've been, it's been five minutes. I knew. Like, so the one thing you need to know about Kelly is she is, Super organized, always early. Not even on time, always early. Punctual. <laughs> like, sometimes you don't need to be early, George, okay? So, but if you enjoy Skin and Seth, then share us with your friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, your side men. Set up the side. Follow us on Instagram at skin.nseth because we always post such hilarious stuff. And we, do. we love to put polls up and questions. So you can always send us a message or answer our poll and give us some great material to talk about. And also go head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a five-star review. We will love you forever, Forrest. (laughs) (laughs) Not bribing you or anything, but we're giving you some good discount codes too. We are. There is that. There is that. (laughs) Uh, In the meantime, everybody, stay sassy, wear your sunscreen. Love your face, George. Love yours. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.